Hi, everyone out there in the World Wide Web of Podcasts. You're back with Sophia and Julie, and we are here with an exciting interview on the Housing Hub podcast today. I'm delighted to introduce to you all of you Wayne Brown. He is the Empower Program Director at Green Spaces, one of our partners in the Housing Hub. And he's going to spend some time talking with us today about Green Spaces, about their programs and the connection that they have with the Housing Hub. I think that uh, we'll be able to see what a big impact Green Spaces will bring to the Hub's work. And I'm really excited for everybody to hear Wayne and his story. All right, let's jump into it. Hi, Wayne. Hello, Sophie. How are you? Good. Julie, can you hear us yet? There we go. Hi, Julie. Hey, here, Wayne. We are in there. Can you hear us all, Julie? I can. I can hear the echo. Um, can you hear the echo from Wayne? Oh, let me. So I need to mute. How about that? There you go. Yeah. Might have just been my computer too. I just, yeah, I turned my computer sound off, so I'm really bad at catching that echo. Yeah, I can't. I'm doing it through the computer, so we're good. All cool. right. All right. So we'll talk, talk, talk. Um, Wayne, we'll start, we'll probably do like an official podcast intro separately. So you don't have to sit through that. And then, uh, we'll just start the podcast by introducing you and then we'll just go into our questions. That sounds like a plan. Let's make it happen. Okay. Is this your first? No, no, I've done a couple. Oh, podcast veteran. <laughs> I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say veteran, but okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Um, Julie, would you like to introduce Wayne or would you like me to? You do it. Okay, cool. I'm honestly, what I have prepared is essentially your introduction from Green Spaces. Is there anything you don't want me to say on there or you want me to add? Uh, no, because I'm quite sure as we're talking, anything that needs to be added, that, that, that'll come out. So we're cool. good. Alrighty. Okay. Five, four, three, two, one. Today on the podcast, we have Wayne Brown from Green Spaces. Yes, Green Spaces is one of the Housing Hub partners. And actually, I would say they're one of the Housing Hub partners that helped us get this started. And so we're super excited to be interviewing Wayne. Do you want to say hi, Wayne? Hello, everyone. Glad to be here. Hello, Sophie. And hello, Julie. Hey, Wayne. (laughs) We're glad to be here, too. A little background on Wayne. He is a 30-year veteran of the United States Air Force. Um, He is an incredible human being who works and lives in Chattanooga, Tennessee. He's a graduate of UTC and Andersonville Theological Seminary. Since retiring from active duty, he has worked with local and state organizations to improve education and increase quality of life for many residents in the Chattanooga area. He was appointed by the Tennessee Commissioner of Education to serve on a partnership advisory board for improving education in schools in Hamilton County. Give yourself a pat on the back, Wayne. That's incredible. Wow. I, I did. You're reading this right. 
Uh-huh. <laughs> okay, cool. Okay. Oh, you got me. Wow. Wayne loves to share his experiences through speaking and writing. He is an author of Listen, Wisdom, and Wit for the Next Generation and the co-author of 52 and a Half Shades of Brown, The Not-So-Perfect Tale of a Picture-Perfect Marriage. And he's married to his best friend and writing coach, Laura R. Brown. Yes. I yes. do because I'm a proud aunt. I do want to spotlight that you have three adult children and three grandchildren. Yes. Four now. Yeah. Four grandchildren. Yes. We, uh. just, we just had another one. He's in Salt Lake City. Yes. Oh, well, congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. Um, we've gotten to know Wayne through a relationship with Mountaintop and Green Space that budded through the housing summit. Um, through their executive director, Michael Walton, and Mountaintop's executive director, Mike Feely. Yeah, so that was our first introduction. Wayne, you weren't there the day that we visited uh, Mike Feely and I visited your office and I met Michael Walton for the first time and was very inspired by the work that Green Spaces does in all of the realms, but definitely um, admired the workforce development uh, piece that you all do and then also just seems like a natural advocacy thread that runs through everything. You know, it's, a, it's about um, definitely about making sure folks have meaningful work that uh, is, you know, mission driven and, and makes an impact in the community and then also helps individuals. But how that is part of the message that we send upward to people who you know, do policy and um, decide where money goes and how to spend that well. And, you know, people who are really making it organizations, making a difference, you know, voices being raised. That was a, that was so, super impressive. Also, I think it makes so much sense that learning that you worked um, on the state level with um, advising around education, that you have this bend towards really teaching um, yes. that seems like a natural part of what you do there uh, on the daily at uh, green spaces. Oh yeah. That is uh, that that's one part that I really love getting out and just actually is we have workshops, but to me, they're just, they're conversations. Mm -hmm. Just have a conversation uh, with residents and talking to them about energy savings is, is it's a natural fit for me, you know, because we want to, we want to improve, all of it runs, all of it comes together, improving the quality of life. Mm. Uh, that's the ultimate goal. Uh, not mm -hmm. just uh, one thing or another, but let's, how do we, how do we make someone's life better? And that's what I love about what we do. Will you tell us a little bit more about your, um, about your educational program? So you mentioned, um, you know, around I making your home more sustainable. Mm -hmm. um, what are some other pieces? Because that's the, you know, we'll maybe we'll back up in a few in a few minutes and talk about how that fits into the whole picture of the housing hub. But for you, for us in pulling this team together, we were thinking about your robust uh, variety of education and how to make that part really, you know, central to the housing hub. So mm. will you tell us a little bit more about the education pieces that are there at Green Space? Yes. So the education, one one is our one of the, the main one is our workshops. We have energy savings workshops. Uh, I just actually I just did one at here in Hamilton County at a senior center, and it was just fun to to 
uh, I, I'm not sure if they came to the energy workshop because they wanted to know or did they just come early to the line dancing session. Either way, <laughs> they had a pretty good crowd. <laughs> we had a pretty good crowd there. Understandable. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, actually we, actually, we timed it like that on purpose. Smart. Uh, that was very intentional. <laughs> and so to talk to people, because we have, especially in some, so we have TVA and we have some of the, the lowest um, energy, you know, the, the, the lowest amount of uh, funding or monies that it takes to create this energy, yet we have some of the highest energy bills. And so right. there, there's yeah. this, this, this gap here. And how do, you, how do you bridge that gap? Because we have some people who have $800 rent for the month, but your utility bill can be three or $400 yet you only on, on a fixed income and you're only getting 1200 mm-hmm. so what do you do and then mm-hmm. those and so that education piece comes in and, and it, it plays a very important role and so though and because of covid we had to pivot because we did mm-hmm. live and you know okay yeah. b- before covid uh you know to, to do a virtual session is kind of like eh, okay <laughs> we'll do yeah. that we we'll do that we have to <laughs> and then COVID kicked in and it was like, okay, we're going to shut that down. But the people who we need to reach still need this information. They still need those. Uh, matter of fact, they need them even more because now mm-hmm. someone is home 24 seven and now right. your utility bill has gone up. Yeah. Uh, your work has decreased, which means your income may have decreased, but your utility bills just increased. And Absolutely. So, uh, we had to pivot that. That was another pivot that we had to make. And so now we have several online videos, one minute videos that can teach you how to do, how to implement some of these uh, steps, these low cost to no cost steps in reducing your energy bill. Uh, another big education piece is just the way we think about energy. Uh, one of the things I love to do, especially if you have a, a older group of people, I ask, who in here loves long hot showers and you know it's usually one or two or even more and you know if you think about it imagine you're taking a 30 minute shower there are three people three to four people in the house each one takes a 30 minute shower how much hot water do you think they use i don't even know I'm feeling convicted though too. Like, so. like <laughs> fifty gallons, hundred gallons. Yeah, because you know, because you know, in those houses, because I know I I, I did it. Uh, we had three kids, so it was five of us in the house. And if you want to see me upset, let me go in the shower and there's no hot water left. <laughs> but you don't think about it. Wait a minute. So if the, all the hot water is gone, now we got to use more energy to heat up more hot water mm-hmm. and more hot water. And see those things you can change okay just reduce your shower okay mm-hmm. instead of staying there 30 minutes start at 25 and work your way down <laughs> good <Okay>. goals <laughs> julie he's giving you some good steps taking notes well, <laughs> no, well, lit- no lit- literally just this past week started setting the timer because i am training also my daughter likes long hot showers <laughs> four and a half four and a half long hot showers. way to go yeah, uh, th- your thermostats. Some now, sometimes because of health reason, we may ne- we may need to have our thermostat set as something different. But if we don't, okay, there's it's okay to open, especially this time of year. It's mm-hmm. okay to open up a window. Yeah, it's it's, it's okay. Um, and 
but also in this time of year you had this air coming through windows as it as it gets cooler and you're sitting on your couch the couch that's next to the window and then you have this cool breeze that hits the back of your neck and uh you can either put a jacket on and that's fine but you but that air is still coming in and so it just what we try to do is just to help people understand that this is a lifestyle there's probably not one or two things you're going to do that's just going to automatically everything is going to be great mm -hmm. but it's a lifestyle of different changes lifestyle of different change so that's the education piece uh, that we definitely want to make sure that people understand um, I've come up and done some classes with our uh, my coworker up there, um, Christian Christian Roach, mm -hmm. and uh, it's just it just it's interesting that no matter whether you're in an urban area or a rural area, we all want a better quality of life. Mm -hmm. No matter where you stay, uh, there there may be a couple of different things that are in there. That, um, you may live in a uh, older home or you may live in a uh, mobile home or you uh, you may even live in a tiny home mm -hmm. uh, you know, that's something that we have to consider now uh, that we would I wouldn't even thinking about okay how do you make a <laughs> tiny home more efficient it's tiny it's supposed to be efficient anyway what are you doing <laughs> uh, but there are things that you can do no matter what the home what type of home it is and uh, so that's that's the education piece. Uh, one of the one of the parts of the education piece that uh, we want to make sure and share with everyone. Mm -hmm. Could you expand a little bit on the other programs that Green Spaces offers? Um, we were just talking about one before we started recording. Ah, okay. I mean, okay. Who's my handler? Because you know, I get to talk, and I don't want to. <laughs> don't handler? worry. We'll give you. We'll give you a countdown. <laughs> okay. So. <laughs> what Sophie was talking about is our Green Pre. Uh, this is a great program to help students uh, understand more about leadership, understand more about innovation, and understand more about the electric car industry. So what happens is the students get a box of parts, and through the guidance of an adult, the students build an electric car, a full electric car that they can sit in. Uh, and twice a year, we're gonna have one coming up on the 28th and 29th of October here in Chattanooga. The students take their car to the racetrack and they race it. And no, it is a real race uh, with barriers, with timers. Um, you, you, have, you, have, you have to go into the pits when you're told to, the whole nine yards. And it is a race. And yes, we have winners. And in this race, everyone doesn't win. <laughs> That's so good. We love a competitive spirit. It is a yes, it is a competition. But it's but more than that, more than just a competition, to see the look on the students' face when mm -hmm. they have to present. Um, they have to present to the judges, not just about the race, but they have to present to the judges what they've learned, how they've grown, leadership. And it is just something to see the pride that the, the students take in what they've done. Uh, and so to to have a part in that, because think about if a student is in elementary school and then they keep racing through middle school, by the time they graduate from high school, they have a really a good grasp on innovation, engineering, and they are more than ready to go into that industry or to go into another uh, to secondary education to further their knowledge. 
on on uh, electric electric cars. And so that Green Creed right now, I think we have 40 plus schools that participate because we have to do it over two days because we can't get mm -hmm. everybody in the same day. And so it's it's a great, great opportunity for students and parents to come out and enjoy. So that's Green Prix. And then we have our workforce development, which actually goes into the housing piece. Uh, our workforce development program called Build It Green. And we are part of AmeriCorps. And what we do in Build It Green, we have students or participants 18 to 24 years old. And we, we teach them weatherization skills. Uh, we also teach them social emotional skills. Mm -hmm. So it's not just a one-sided uh, program, but we, 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 we deal with the whole individual. In addition to that, it is a paid position. So we're not asking you to just kind of hang out and go to work afterwards. It is a paid position. Yeah, and that's awesome. And it's a great program. So what happens is we go into the community, especially communities that have older homes or seniors who may not be able to uh, do repairs, weatherization like they need to on their homes. So we take those homes, do those repairs for free. The people doing those repairs are getting certified to do those repairs. So it's a win-win situation. Win for the homeowner because they're getting weatherization done. And it's a win for our participant because now they're gaining knowledge, skills, and certification. Yeah. So That's we, a win-win-win yeah. for everyone. That's awesome. Oh, it is. It is. Build it green. Yes. Build okay. it green. It seems like the uh, lifestyle that you mentioned about, Wayne, about, you know, that when you talk about weatherization, whether you're training somebody or you're you know, teaching a young person about an electric car, my guess is they're probably also thinking about, oh, this is like when my parental person said, please turn the lights off when you leave the room kind of thing. You know, like that it, like that, that thread of, and I heard you say the whole person, which is kind of what we think about housing around here, right? It's, it is, it is the house, but it's also now somebody's ready to learn because they're in a place that's healthier or they're in a, a home that is well heated, stays warmer, um, mm -hmm. they're, they're healthier, people are ready to go to work, uh, you know, all the things that go with when you have a place to live that is safe, affordable, and healthy. And so anyhow, I love that about, about green spaces and your mission. Mm -hmm. I think it's fantastic. Oh yeah. That, that, that piece, when you're talking about the quality, just air quality, uh, something as simple as it, it, well, I won't even say something as simple because it's very complex mm -hmm. um, because here in Chattanooga, we, there was a study done and we realized that, the triggers for some in some neighborhoods, the triggers are not the outside air. <laughs> it's the inside air. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, and so you have children with asthma and the problem and, and they're losing days out of school, which means the parent may lose days off work trying to take care of the child who's losing days out of school. Mm -hmm. And then it may be because of mold. Uh, a lot of the housing stock is is uh very old especially in certain neighborhoods i want to say it was 1940s 1950 time frame oh, right as far as the housing so um god bless them but i just don't think they were really that concerned <laughs> you know <laughs> with with the envelope of the building during yeah. that time and uh and so now and so now you still have people who are living in those homes and and you can just imagine 
the 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 uh, the things that are in the air um, yeah. that maybe a filter can take care of some of it, but not all of it. Right. And it, and what is a what is a sustainable way to, you know, to take care of the house is a, a temporary fix, which we find ourselves sometimes at Mountain Top mm. doing repairs that are temporary because we don't have another avenue right now. And we're always looking for what's the sustainable, the permanent fix, the, the things yes. that will you know fix this so that in five years, somebody's not having to tap back into a resource to help, you know, help them because whatever, whatever, you know, the the temporary was has gone away so i'm wondering when you came to uh teach some of your uh, uh weatherization stuff up here in tracy city did you with christian did you teach at the latell parton center the old high school yes what'd you yes. think about that facility oh well actually what i one of the things that just immediately hit me was the potential mm-hmm mm -hmm because it, it, you have these you have these older facilities and what we do is now we want a bigger and better high school but what do you do with the one that's there yeah um what do you do with the one that's there we went into the gym uh and i'm just looking at all the things that if we could just make this thing uh livable and sustainable mm -hmm. all the things that could be done in there round year round not just yeah. seasonal but year round so yes when i when i got there it was a lot I, first thing in my mind is the potential yeah because no, that, people that, already know where it is mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mama, grandmama everybody done been there <laughs> <You know? laughs> it's a, yeah it's an icon it definitely is it's right um, and so to have that as the place people can come to they're familiar with uh to talk with them about different things that will help them in life because I think the job center is there too. Right. Mm -hmm. And so yep. you have the job center and then you have uh, Emily with the Catholic, Catholic charities. Charity. Right. And, you know, all these, all these, yep. all these organizations who are coming together yeah. to help the community as a whole. Yeah. And uh, mm -hmm. so, yeah, I was glad that I had fun up there. Good. I'm glad you, I'm glad you got to see that that facility because I yes. do think it's a really neat project and it, you know like we still have to keep pushing at it to get things done. Yeah. The I know the construction there is sidelined. Actually, I think it goes all the way back to stuff that happened during COVID that was kind of out of the the control of the town of Tracy City. But you know we championed that project all the way to the finish line, which I think it will be evolving as the you know it will be a living thing. Um, that Good. Yeah. And that's a good thing. Yeah. Good Which thing. the housing hub will hopefully have an office space there as well for people to come in and get some housing counseling and learn how to navigate our website. So we're really excited for that too. Oh man. I, now that one, yes. Um, <laughs> because it's, it's one of those things again, because COVID helped us to pivot. Mm -hmm. COVID helped us to see that we have to find various ways or, or multiple ways of communicating with people. Um, okay, like like when we go up to Tracy City, so Christian actually has Grundy County, Susquatchie County, Bledsoe, and Marion, hmm. and mm -hmm. so it's a it's a very spread out area. Mm -hmm. So you know you're not going to reach everybody no. in person and drive you know driving to see. So I love the the idea of the housing hub uh, that even if you can't see be there in person, you can tap into uh those resources 
uh, remotely mm-hmm. or, or virtually. So I will, um, I'm excited about that. Which that kind of leads me to our next question for you. So we kind of talked about how our partnership with Green Spaces and Mountaintop, which then led to our partnership with Green Spaces and the Housing Hub. Um, But what are you most excited for to have Green Spaces involved with the Housing Hub, if that makes sense? Like, what's that piece that you can't wait for? Uh, There's a well, there are a couple of pieces. So let's Mm -hmm. see. Let's let me let me me see. Well, again, the first one is uh, a hub that you can access without going there. Mm-hmm. Um, because I did notice that, you know, okay, here in Chattanooga, we're kind of condensed. We have uh, public transportation, different things that are going on, but there are many residents uh, in the area that may not be able to get to it. Mm-hmm. And so to, to be a part of helping them um, for instance, even here, we, we've done it here where uh, someone has given me a phone call and we did a FaceTime as they were walking through the house mm-hmm. and yeah. to help them uh, look at some things or, or, or show us exactly what they're talking about so we can give them the specific help they need. Because, you know, yes, we get, we have videos and that's great, but when they have those individual needs. So I'm, I love the the virtual and in-person aspect mm-hmm. of, of the hub. Uh, and the another thing is just the quality of, of housing. Mm-hmm. Uh, being able to be a part of helping people incru- improve their dwelling place. I mean, if you mm-hmm. think about yeah. it, I always love the name of, the, of Habitat for Humanity. You know, <laughs> for some yeah. reason, I don't know that always sticks with me. <laughs> um, because that's what we want. Um, mm-hmm. we, we, we want our, our dwelling, we want our sanctuary mm-hmm. of sorts to be a place of safety, to be a place of comfort, and to be a place of, of healthy living. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Healthy living because um, you're going to spend all that time there and to go out into a world that's so chaotic and then to come home to a home that's chaotic or that's right. out of order. Or, or that's not healthy. Yeah. Uh, that doesn't that doesn't lead for a good lifestyle. Mm. Lead lead into a good lifestyle. It just doesn't. So yeah. that those are the two things I'm really excited about. Just uh, the virtual and in person part of the hub, and just being able to be a part of what's happening in that area uh, to help people improve the quality of life. Thanks for sharing. Mm-hmm. That's great. Now, one of the questions that I had for you. Okay. <laughs> yeah, caught us up. Okay. Yeah, yeah. See, yes. now, I'm a minister by trade to never give us a microphone <laughs> in space of time. Good. Okay. <laughs> Glad we're here. <laughs> never do that. Uh, but, okay. Um, I, so I was there at the Mountaintop mm-hmm. Housing Summit, mm-hmm. and what I wanted to know, just from your you guys' perspective, uh, what were some of the things that stood out in the summit? Because it was a lot going on, uh, just so many different. I, I couldn't get around to everybody. I was trying, mm-hmm. but I couldn't get around to everybody. So, what what was it about the Housing Summit that really excited you guys? Well, I think that the 
pulling housing into the center of the conversation mm. like that was the goal of the summit and i really think that happened and i and the reason why i think that number one mountaintop has been super busy with what i would call strategic housing projects which really just fall out of just outside of our main um mission not main mission but the main activity that we do so home repair we're in the home repair field we got that down we have figured that out doing home repair for you know neighbors in um in our service area but the other stuff on the you know on the spectrum of housing uh there's some hard pieces to figure out for that little pocket of Appalachia and part of it was we just really hadn't talked about it like people had mm -hmm. said you know we like you go to a you go to a weekend you go to a workshop around um you know re-entry mental health and workforce development you know like we're going to talk about the intersection of these pieces and there'd be great mm -hmm. brainstorming and you'd have you know a cross-sector team together and some funding coming and someone would bring up housing and like the whole room just like deflates because <laughs> because it's wow. hard it's hard to talk about it's hard to figure yeah. out where we are and and i'm not saying it's not hard where you are either wayne but you hit something i mean on something that's important number one concentration of resources mm -hmm. and then the fact that like we're in we're in a section of the country that and you see this in neighborhoods in chattanooga where resources have been extracted from forever for decades yes. i even heard about this this is something that's that that i heard recently that i'm intrigued by even even philanthropy so you know we talk about like there's a major foundation that doesn't cover grundy county um, that's debatable we now have our own local one but this idea that even large philanthropy that's concentrated mostly in urban areas is an extraction of wealth you know that they were wealth generating businesses, business owners that like for, you know, the coal uh, industry is a, is a, for example, right. That was an extraction of wealth from this area. Um, definitely mm. gave good, good jobs to folks mm -hmm. here, but there's no coal company in existence in the, or a foundation that was, you know, put into Grundy County from a coal company from the money that was made. And wow. so it's like, when you have that sort of stuff that's pulled out, it just takes a lot of work to, rebuild resources mm. or build into and um you know one of the things we we didn't do 30 years ago was start a community housing development organization so that's being talked about now in grundy county or i see um you know people talking about housing development our uh, governmental leaders are, are considering you know the the big steps that it bold steps that it takes for them to you know do I, do we put land up or how do we incentivize development of affordable housing um, and so I think that's one of the biggest things is just like now we're really talking about, we're not afraid anymore to talk about housing mm. but you're right the pieces are, are moving fast around us and swirling and I don't know how it is um, specifically in your neighborhoods, but um, the housing market has made things so much worse. And so mm. the conversations are even more right now, feel even more timely about housing and what are we doing with, you know, families and people who are just in very desperate situations um, that, that we see on a daily basis. So um I don't know if that answered that I did my own tangents too. I don't have a good excuse <laughs> about being a minister Wayne, but 
But hey, listen, you know, we're excited just to talk to people about housing, you know. So, like, we we are. About, about, so when, you, when you talk about, well, people just aren't excited about talking about weatherization. Yes, we are. We are. Uh, we're here. Yes. Uh, we actually bought microphones for it. Um, so... <laughs> Yes, we did. I I wanted to add to what Julie said. I think the coolest thing that I've witnessed kind of came after the housing hub. So I think it's cool to see how many people showed up to talk about housing as a strategic focus. But all of the relationships that have now come out of the housing mm-hmm. summit, I think I said housing hub earlier, housing summit, um, to the point where now when there's grumblings around like the housing hub, what we're doing together now, um, it's can be referenced back to the housing summit as that was the first step of making it happen. Um, and I think that's really powerful because it shows when you bring people together around a central focus or a strategic focus, what can happen. Yes. Yeah. Well, and we were really inspired by you all. Um, mm. and just, you know, the fact that green spaces, headline the you know the uh presentation and giving us some good information and talk and that that like i said was like you we're talking about stuff that we're passionate about too and we've done it where you you know where we are and like this is the right step in the right direct or step in the right direction and i think we've kind of seen that over and over again and Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Wayne. No, no, I've had my time. (laughs) (laughs) I was just going to say, and what an impressive organization Green Spaces is. Um, If you're listening out there, check out the website because you have the program. But there's an incredible amount, and they do an incredible amount of work um, in their service areas. Well, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. It's what we do, but we enjoy what we do. It's it's not a... Yeah, I don't I don't wake up in the morning mad because I have to come to work. Um, and so it, 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 it does. It, it makes it makes what we do even more uh, enjoyable. But it, for me, it makes it even more relevant yeah. and, and exciting. Mm-hmm. Well, it's a, it's infectious. I mean, we it is have, have tapped into that uh, into that and are like excited to, you know, to make sure we're promoting what's going on in our service in Grundy County with, with green spaces and learning from you all and then, um, and doing this housing hub thing. So thanks Wayne for talking to us today. We appreciate oh, hearing your story. Thank you for inviting me. And, and I, I still got to get back up there cause well, Christian is on vacation, but I still got to go back up there to the bakery. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's and always a stop every time that. I go up there. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, there, there, we, there, are quite a few. Uh, you can become a foodie in, uh, in the area now. You, it's a, yeah, maybe something you need to. We, we can help you out with that. Okay. I'm also, yeah, I'm also just gonna add in. I live in Denver, Colorado now, and I miss the mountain goat sandwiches. There's nothing like them. Can't find them anywhere. That mountain, fresh avocado. Ugh. I haven't had one. A mountain goat sandwich. Oh, Wayne. Yes, you need to come to the mountain. Okay. <laughs> we I... can we can go to Mountain Goat for lunch and then the Dutch made for dessert <laughs> and then round the whole evening up at Hank's Corner Grill for trivia. Yep. Okay. Okay. I'll I'll prepare myself. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, thanks so much for talking with us today. It's great to see you and to hear your voice and to hear more about green spaces and what y'all do. Thank you. And uh, looking forward to some great things happening uh, with this housing hub. I really am. Us too. All righty. Well, talk, 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 talk. Podcast (laughs) out. If you like what you heard today, subscribe to the Housing Hub podcast by hitting that plus button so you're never behind with when an episode drops. Leave us a rating or review to tell us how we did. If you'd love to learn more about the Housing Hub or just like to maybe be on the podcast, drop a comment below and tag us. If you know someone who would enjoy this podcast, we hope that you recommend it to friends and family. And go ahead and visit our website to join our email list, find extra resources and info. Currently, we're housed on the Mountaintop website. Follow us on social media and we hope you have a wonderful day.